Welcome to episode 34 of The Endless Stream, Aiden's Baffling Face Blindness. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I'm joined by Brian and Kevin. We are three illustrators, artists, filmmakers, and just all-round shit-talkers. Each week, we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Disney+, Amazon, YouTube, Hulu, Spotify, the cinema. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we're going to talk about it. This week, we are looking at Marvel's new film, The Eternals, as well as any and all nerd news or trailers that came along. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, giving us a rate and review. Anything you can do to help support the end of stream is greatly appreciated. On that note, you can head over to Instagram as well and follow us at, at the Endless Cast, where we put up illustrations to go with each episode and clips. If you have anything you want to say to us, you can do it in the comments, you know, tell us we're wrong, suggest something for us to watch, offer a differing opinion. We interact with the audience over there, so it's as good a place as any to start talking to us. If you want to send us an email, that's also possible. You can send it to theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's jump into the episode. Episode 34 of The Endless Stream. We are now out of Halloween season, so put your pumpkins away, put your spooky skeletons back in your closet. Or bury them. Bury your skeletons. Skeletons belong in closets. With my repressed sexuality. Tell us more about that. Can't, it's not Halloween anymore. Spooky season's over. It's our first week. I no longer have to watch horror movies. And, of course, the first trailer I sent into the Endless Streamcast group this week was uh, a horror movie trailer. Um, I think my brain might have been broken. The Unwelcome. Uh, The only thing that brought me to it was Columini's Big Irish Head. He is His beautiful big Irish head. Aye, it's a it's a it's a jewel on the island. You know, it's a it's a, a pristine example of the big Irish head. That movie looks what the the this couple inherit a house in Ireland, and it's a fixer upper, and Colin Meany and his construction crew come round to fix it, and it kind of goes a bit straw dog. The locals are not happy with these newcomers. Uh, they have to keep the, tra- the tradition of the live of feeding the red cats, did they say? Red caps? So, yeah, there, there's the threat of Colomini and Hodor. Yep. Because Hodor is one of the One, of, one the of the goons, you can say goons. And goons. And then also the, uh, the uh, what, Irish gremlins that need to be fed each night seem to be tearing the house apart at the same time. So they've taken two great genres, the gremlins genre and the um, locals threatening newcomers genre. And they've mashed them together and they've used Colomini as the glue. 10 out of 10 will watch. What about yourself, uh, Kevin? Oh yeah, I'll watch it. I think it looks good. I actually think it looks decent. Why not? Plethora of Irish talent. Yeah, I... I'm I'm curious uh, who the production company is and that sort of stuff. Um, does that feel like something we should actually give out in a podcast that's discussing it? Should be able to talk about it. Um, I mean, I brought it up in a very uh, cursory fashion. It doesn't really make cursory. It doesn't really make any difference to me who made it as long as it's good. Londoners, Londoners move in to rural Londoners. Ireland. Only to discover malevolent, murderous goblins lurking in racist. the gnarled you ancient wood locals. at the foot of their new garden. Directed by John Wright. Locals, yeah. Wait, what did they say? Goblins. Oh, that's rude. 
That's racist. Goblins is our word. Uh, Rick Warden as the Red Cap Chief. Okay, so it feels like we're going to meet a whole tribe. Oh, Red Caps. That's what you said, Caps. February, February 4th, 2022. I think I'm doing something that day. Yeah, Red Caps. Huh? You, you're doing something that day? Yeah, I'm busy. Well, then, I mean, I guess we could move on to uh, uh, the trailer for The Gardener, starring Robert Bronzy Kovacs. Do, who, do, uh, do we really? What 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 news do you want to talk about this week? I mean, I'm just saying Charles Bronson back from the dead. Newsworthy. I mean, if I was sitting at a news desk at fucking Sky News, probably not. Actually, no. Actually, that's probably the place where they would talk about this. I was going to say just like as a podcast, we can talk about any shite we want to. But apparently, there's a weird series of films involving an actor that looks the spit of Charles Bronson, and The Gardener is the first of these trailers I've seen. Go and have a look at it if anybody has any. affinity for Charles Bronson and just see how kind of odd this is. I thought it was face replacement at first and they're not really showing a lot of his face at the start and then he started doing martial arts and I thought maybe I caught a glimpse of the wrong person and it's a Jackie Chan movie Um, because he did The Foreigner where he was in Ireland Um, so he's got these weird roles Um, That's confusing now I was completely confused If I was listening and I didn't know what you were talking about I wouldn't be able to follow that because I would think you're talking about Jackie Chan films. I was for a moment. Then I moved off it. I mean, I guess I could go back on to the fact that like last week, my prediction came true and Judy Love got kicked off of Strictly. And this week, I think Dan Walker's <sighs> going to go. Judy just didn't have the, you know, didn't have the time to practice. It's hard to come back after recovering from COVID, you know. It's not a sign going on, guys. You all right? It's too early for this, Aiden. It's too early. It's too early for Strictly. It's never too early for Strictly. That's a seven nights a week it's thing. A seven they, nights they a have, week. It takes two is on BBC. It takes two, where they interview the dancers and celebrities about the process of the show, is five nights a week, and then the show is Saturday Sunday. That's too much of an of a of an investment to anything. I'm not sure that it is, Kevin, because you can also add on top of that their TikTok feed, which is great, and Joe Suggs does the podcast. Do you, so. But- you know, he interviews Do you people. You consume as well. all of it. I, 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 uh, I orbit a lot it's of the content. Yes. Hmm. Wow. Well, like you know, I'm, yes. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put you down for liking something awful. But I let yourself do that. You do that by yourself. I, I got to fill in that <laughs> blank there where you left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna put you down. I'm just gonna leave the blank <laughs> yes. space wherein a put down uh, should think go. About what your life has and become. you just fill that with whatever. You, your mind is going to make that way worse than anything I could say to yes, you. Yes, yeah. But there's no, I'm disgusted. But um, fair, fair. No judgment, whatever. Your mouth says no judgment, but Brian's eyes say, how do I get off of this call? I don't even see Brian's eyes. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about Unwelcome and uh, The Gardener, and we've covered this week's Strictly update. Guys, I am doing illustrations of each couple as they leave the show. So, you know, follow at Sully's Drawn on Instagram to see the the weekly updates of uh, Strictly Couples. Uh, I also had Inktober over there. You know, there's a lot of art going up. Also, at The Endless Cast on Instagram. Give us a follow, hear clips, see drawings. Tell us we're wrong, tell us we're right. Tell us what we should watch over on the Instagram account. Yeah, if you have anything to say, hit us up. We look forward... Yeah, say it to her face. We look forward... On social media. ...to hearing your... ...inquiries. It was also announced this week that Taika Waititi will be tackling the Inkle. We've talked about the Inkle before. Brian, you said you've been through the book front to back, but find it batshit crazy and hard to comprehend. Unreadable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I actually I saw. How do you some think, think Tyke is gonna do? I saw some artists talk about this on Twitter just yesterday. They were saying like, nobody, no one's buying the book for Jodorowsky. Like, mm. they're not. People might read it and enjoy it, but you're picking it up for for Mobius first and. It is kind of frustrating that people keep referring to it as his inkle. It's as much Mobius's thing. And you know that they were saying, like mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying that to his credit, he has always picked fantastic artists and he always gets great stuff out of them. You know, he seems to, he's, mm. he does seem to like fire their imagination. So, I mean, he does deserve, he, he, he's absolutely co-creator, you know, but um, the thing's unreadable. Like it's, it's fucking, it's, I think, like, if I remember, the Inkle was kind of a response to, like, for for Jodorowsky, it's it's a calling card. It's developing a print product. It's supposed to help facilitate his reputation in further developing film. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what's happened if he's actually got it to a point where somebody wants to make it into a film. But the rest of the world that's consumed that book, outside of a very niche number of people that have been sent it by Jodorowsky going, let's make this into a movie, um, people are there for Mobius's artwork. One hundred percent. That's fair to say, and I mean, but you know, um, I find it hard to get excited about Yodorowsky. Yodorowsky's anything after, like, there's how how uh, I don't know how cancelled is he? He's a lunatic, right? He 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 should be. He's canceled. a very problematic lunatic. Why what? rape facilitator I don't know anything about him I don't know and I don't even know what that means he he claimed during a scene where he he has does does the character rape somebody or is it sex in the scene either way he said and then not in an acting way I raped her and you're like he did that in an interview and he basically said he raped the actress on camera and that's what he said. Those are the English words he said. I don't know who he is. But he subsequently... And He's a director. For him, he, subsequently, he, directed, he directed some kind of psychedelic, very kind of lurid... I need to get the second part of this out, the otherwise I'm lively. Okay, okay, go on. The, but no, just like... The, <laughs> probably shouldn't talk about this. Anyway. No, he, he said, said it. You're he, fine. He, he said, said the it. English words. He said the English words. I raped her. But then he walked that back to... Like meaning it very metaphorically, or like the, his choice of words in the language were wrong. Like he he definitely tried to walk back his use of the word there. But there's also the element of the actress that was in that movie was a local in the seventies and hasn't been seen in movies or public life since. So I think even getting any sort of verification or other side of the story hasn't happened. Oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky. Oh yeah, I've seen him now. So I don't... I watched Jodorowsky's Dune. I have not watched... Uh, what is it? Holy Mountain. Um, I've seen some of his stuff. But like, ever since you hear that, it's like, oh, I don't think I can be excited for anything associated with this dude. You know? And like, I like Taika. So I'm a little... Yeah, why is he doing it? Because it's a massive sci-fi property if he gets it right. Yeah, okay, it's a potentially big property, but, you know, you could also work with a guy who's not bragged about exploiting women. Assaulting them, you know. You would think, like, the, the thing is, 
okay, yeah, this is a, this is an opportunity to do a big sci-fi property, okay. But in two years' time, when the thing is coming out, um, it's going to be impossible to this, avoid this questions. To yeah, it's going to come back. I mean, it, it's been around. It's going to come back. So there's that entire thing that you've got to, you've now got to field questions for it. So it's it's yeah. strange that, you know, no property is worth that kind of, it's toxic. It, it's, you know, it's going to harm, it's going to corrode anybody touching it potentially. And it's it's odd that you would take that risk. Especially when there are when there are so many other, there's plenty of fucking French sci-fi stuff comics mm. out there, you know, for you to kind of take your own crack at the Fifth Element. You know, there's there's no shortage of of comic properties. Yeah, like like to be honest, like you know, nah, it's a guy's fucking. If he's a creep and he said shit like that, don't don't be putting money back in his pocket. See that that's yeah, that's the thing of it. Like I like Taika and I have seen people who are just sick of his sort of public persona shtick, but I like Taika and I like the work he does. And as Brian says, there's no way this doesn't come up, and it's literally the first thing that crossed my mind when I saw Taika is making the inkle. I went, Ooh, how closely associated with Because I can't think about Ready Player One without thinking about is it no not Ready Player One, Ender's Game. Thorson Scott Card is Ender's Game, isn't it? Yep. And he was donating money to gay conversion churches. Yeah, or, he's, or he's done worse even, yeah. Just publicly uh, being homophobic. And then I can't watch this. I can't. I cannot watch Ender's Game without thinking about that. And like, not that Ender's Game is astounding, but there's something about Ender's Game that I like. And I watch. I've watched it way more than I should have. I've seen that movie really a the, half dozen or more. The times. Harrison Ford one. Hmm. There's something about the like it's got a little bit of like a Harry Potter in school vibe, a little bit of a Dirty Dozen thing going. The effects are good. I just think it falls down in the third act because it's presented as second act. You think maybe when you're reading the book, it's a lovely reveal, but you think that this is a training mission that's going to prepare you for the big final battle. But when the when they finish it, they're like, you didn't realize that this virtual simulation reflected real events happening off in the world you did it you saved us all and it's a real like I mean I, I remember uh, watching the movie I liked pull. it you, yeah. yeah but I got to the end and was like oh it's over okay I thought this was a training mission and then we were going to go to the battle that actually matters because I was like in my head he's like he's not going to fail the training mission yeah there's no stakes or whatever so then let's go see what happened there was no stakes and then it ended and I'm like oh I just wish YTT was playing or directing Guardians 3 instead I really don't like the Guardians movies especially too I like the Guardians movies. It is funny how... Two is awful. It's it's funny. Two is like the second worst film in the MCU, I would say. Dreadful. I like two because it felt like a Star Trek, the the original series show. felt like an episode of Star Trek and I liked it. I liked how small it was. I liked two. I watched it. It's not not even small, it's just bad. I watched it and it's it's bad in your opinion, Brian. Please. No, it's bad. Objectively bad. I think I watched it with my parents fun. and I enjoyed Mantis it. Mantis is good. Mantis is great. I like the giant Pac-Man. I enjoyed Drax. I liked Kurt Russell flying around on a giant egg. I, <laughs> I enjoyed that movie. Aiden, I'm happy you took some happiness from it. Thank you. You're welcome. We're all happy today. Wouldn't it be better, though, if it was directed by Waititi? I don't know. I think, Objectively I, I, think I want... Objectively better. I want a, a little... Um, 
I want Waititi out of Marvel as well. Like, I'm sure Thor Love and Thunder is going to be good, but, like, I prefer him doing a Jojo Rabbit or the Inkle. Let him do his own shit. I enjoyed the Chris Pratt controversy. Controversy? I enjoyed the Chris Pratt shite going on on, on the internet this week as well with, you know, like, is he playing Garfield? Is that a real thing? There was, there was, there was also, there was another thing he said on the internet that uh, kind of was making rounds that wasn't so nice. But, uh, well, what did he say? Uh, he made some posts about thanking his beautiful wife for giving him like a healthy daughter and stuff. He's and, trying to uh, be Ryan Reynolds. He's trying to do that thing where, you know, he's making fun of his wife. But, you know, it's kind of charming and roguish and stuff, except he doesn't have the charm or the doesn't have the same charm or wit. Mm. And it just comes off as obnoxious. I, like I, st- I started reading that where it's like get someone who looks at you the way that she looks at this and we met at church is where it all began and I was like oh I'm out like I'm yeah but you see, oh, it gets worse yeah but, but I couldn't read past the it all began in church it's actually kind of gibberish but like, people were commenting on the fact that like kind of his first son uh, or child with uh, Farrah what's her name Anna Farris Anna Farris uh was born, I think, premature or something, and has health issues. So the way he said, "For giving me a beautiful, healthy daughter," people felt like he was throwing shade oh. and being passive aggressive. Probably not. Probably not. But uh, you know, that's the 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 issues with being, you know, a celebrity or whatever. But uh, it's just an obnoxious kind of convoluted tweet, tweet, Instagram post, whatever. But but Garfield, he's doing Garfield. Like I don't care. Like I don't care if he's doing Garfield. I don't care if Her he's doing heart is Mario. Pure and it belongs to me. Yeah, I I just I, I he needs to go back to hanging out with like Amy Poehler's and Nick Offerman's and people with more fucking sense that can just slap him every time he says something stupid. I think he's in a I think he's in a bubble of fucking. I don't think so. I think he's just right wing churchy bullshit. Yeah, but I like like if this is the person he is, that then when he was associating with those people, he was kept in a sort of little a shame cage. No, I yeah. I prefer you know you know prefer showing to know us what he, who is. he is. Yeah, say that again, Brian. Hang it. I'd prefer him to be you know be who he is rather than hang around with Offerman and Polar and get some mm. clout by association you know hiding hiding his actual beliefs from the rest of us and have us think he's Andy Dwyer I'd much prefer him to just be out there making shit films and being a piece of shit so we can say yeah he's a piece of shit rather than but, like rather than him pretending to be Andy Dwyer I, but I think uh, there's something to like not good like the people you associate with affect the person you are to a degree. You know what I mean? I think they were a good influence on him, and I think no. they would be a good influence on him. You're you're just you can't confusing. Allow for them. You're just confusing his character. They had no influence on him. You you just that's not true. You don't you think just, that the people just, you associate help form your opinions? They can. I think do. there's a reason he's not associating with them anymore. Mm. Because they're not as people live they've different views. Mm. You you find you find your tribe. The only people you know, the only time you can be changed is if you're forced to be around people who challenge your views. Yeah. And but that's 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 what he, I'm I, choo- I guess yeah, I but wish he's, he was he's choosing forced to- <laughs> Exactly, that that's what I'm saying. Like you can't 
if anything, yeah. on uh, if he was on the set of another sitcom, he'd be inappropriately flashing female co-stars and stuff again. You know, yeah. true. Just because that's a funny blooper, it's not funny blooper. It's not a funny blooper at all. It's funny because Polar tries to play it off, but that's not. That's a workplace, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking get my dick out. It'll be hilarious." Did it's I like, think though? Did I think that was fake? No. No. He could have just been wearing his underwear or something. No. No, I think he took his dick out. He took his dick out. 100%. Mm. But how is that not an issue? It is an issue. Yeah. It was just before it was an issue and the fact that they made it a public blooper mm-hmm. kind of a, a, a They cornered themselves into a place of of complicity with it by making it one of the bloopers. So they kind of just have to play it off as... You know, oh, this was the energy of the workplace and we were fine with it. Like, I'm sure someone will come along and say, don't ever, we're not doing that again. But, or they were uncomfortable during that. I'm sure they all said they were uncomfortable with it. Like, Pratt even said somebody had a talk with him and said, you fucking can't do that. Yeah, fair enough. Like, But because they made it a blooper and they made it part of the gag and everybody was in on it, they're going to find a hard time or they're going to have a hard time sort of walking that back a little bit. Um... Took a weird turn in this conversation. Uh, Anyways, Garfield and all, Mario. All I'm saying is Guardians 3, Mario, Garfield. Um, looking forward to more Chris Pratt content is all I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, I think Andy Dwyer should have a spin-off show. Yeah, 100%. Where he's muscular, muscular mm. and he inadvertently has to save the town instead of the world, just on a smaller scale, through comedic antics. Hmm. Johnny Karate. Isn't that his name? Don't know. Never watched it. So Taika Waititi's directing The Inkle. Um, Alejandro Jodorowsky, who also did a lot of like previous stuff on Dune. That's why there's a sort of... I wonder if Jodorowsky sort Concept of art. parlayed the Dune media train at the moment into getting The Inkle off the ground. 100%. It has to have, right? 100%. There's a documentary about that, that, that his Dune movie, is there? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called Yodorovsky's Dune. Okay, I've never seen it. Uh, it's good. It's it's a I don't I don't know where you'd watch it, but it's it's a it's a good um if you're into art, it's exciting to see the team he put together, even if he is a a problem. The 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 little think tank of creators that he brought together to make this thing was uh, like it's a nice little nexus that led into the sci fi movies for the subsequent thirty years. The other thing we had this week was a trailer for Morbius. So Jared Leto is finally getting his trailer out. Um, that movie is early 2022? Or is it... Yeah, January or February, I think. Yeah. What did you make of it? Uh, I Like, to be honest, judging from the trailer, I, I didn't hate it. Like, I'm not going to necessarily dismantle it straight away. It's not... I don't think it's my type of superhero movie. I definitely have become more accustomed to the MCU approach to telling stories and aesthetics, you know, uh, in, a, in a kind of in a general sense, uh, 16 year old me would have been very, very pumped for this movie. Uh, I remember quite liking the character from the 90 Spider-Man show. Uh, my brothers and I quite liked them. I think one of my, I think my older brother was, uh, uh, really, really liked them. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying like, you know, oh, it's like, it's a movie for kids or anything that I'm not, I'm just saying like kind of my taste has changed, but, 
I don't really see an issue with the movie as such. Like it, it could be good. Like I, I like you know, I, I'll give it the benefit of doubt until I see it. But I'm, I have no expectations. I'm trying to think of what, like it reminds me of like Jet Li's The One, and I love like that. action movies from the early two thousands with. Like a lot of camera movement, everything's at night, street lights. I don't know if it's just the context that gives it this aesthetic, but it's the same thing Malignant had in in, in terms of its cinematography. Um, I was talking to somebody during and the- and Venom and Venom. Yeah, like there's, like, a, there's a visual look to these films. Dark, dark and shiny. Yeah, that's it. Isn't dark it? and shiny and like yeah. blue special effects. Yeah, it's dark and shiny. It's weird, but yeah, lots of waves of of like wobbly shit happening yeah. on the screen um, but I you know like like I said like kind of some of it looks really cool you know um, I'd love to know if I could like nail that down to like one art director that was making movies in 2001 and, and nailed it yeah you know I mean some yeah. visual effects sup- some visual effects supervisor who's been there a long time you know so, oh this is the way you do uh, sonars yeah you know? I wonder is it, is it, has, it has to kind of I suppose it was a transitional thing, but I, I'd imagine Matrix and Blade being massive influences on that, just because of them being like Blade was like nineteen ninety nine or something, and then coming into two thousands yeah. and the stuff becoming more accessible and cheaper. Yeah, like uh, computer yeah. generated stuff. But I've like I've definitely worked on like animation projects where like there's there's some veteran in the room and and he's like this is the way you do this thing and it's like oh okay and it works yeah but it's a thing that you saw. 1989 on the turtles or something do you know what i mean it's, yeah it's it's fine but it's not particularly uh the way it's done it just anymore. feels it feels of that era yes um yeah so like this, this film feels like a throwback it does yeah it does it definitely does like but it's so to be make, 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 i can't say it but malignant malignant yeah. i can't say it uh that word yeah. felt like a bit of a throwback to those early 2000 horror action movies like in a big queen big of way. the damned yeah Oh, man, Where they're doing that slow-mo walk. Dude, Freddy vs. Jason. Like, the... There's so many of them. Mm. There's, yeah. It's so fucking funny. It just feels it feels it's, like it's a throwback. Bad special effects films with nothing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, because like Queen of the Damned is that Anne Rice vampire world. Underworld. Yeah. Yes, thank Resident you. Evil. That's a great example. Like, it's just special effects, flashy films with nothing to say. Yeah, normally we're kind of like one big cast member or maybe two. Underworld is a great example of it. Now, I liked the first Underworld. I, when I saw it, I loved like, it, yeah. I, I can't remember now. Yeah, I, I just, I did enjoy that. Equilibrium. Um, minute. Yeah, but I like Equilibrium. Yes. Yeah. Even like... Um, this is this is brilliant. Brian's computer brain is clocking in. Give us more. <laughs> even the, like, I would even say like this. Is it this, the sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Gabriel Byrne? Yeah, it's it's funny where it's like, especially as like the sixth day is like a total recall ripoff. Oh no no, I'm not thinking like of sixth it, day. It, it, I'm, th- I'm thinking of something else. End of days or end of, end, uh, yeah, maybe end, end, of end of days. Yeah, I lose. I used end to love days. that movie, but uh, but I'm just talking about that in the sense of like these ridiculous kind of like horror movie type of action, like Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a horror movie. Basically, it's like that kind of stuff, you know. I find it interesting that you can have the Queen of the Damned as being one of these shallow, cheap, shitty visual effects. Uh, action movies that says nothing as Brian describes them and that that is how I felt about that movie I was like what the fuck is this I I didn't give a shit about it whereas Interview with the Vampire 
same world, same characters, but it's much more interesting to watch. Because oh, it's people's um, approach to it, people's interpretations, you know. That and it's Tom Cruise, you know. You can't go wrong Brad with Brad Pitt. Uh, even Minority Report, great movie. Andy Newton. Minority Report is that kind of vein as well, the Jet Li stuff, Jet, like the wood and everything, yeah. Yeah, the it has that sort of... It has the benefit of having a thing. better cinematographer. Same with The Matrix. Like they, A lot of those films are trying to cheaply replicate the better examples like the minority reports yeah. and the matrixes the matrices yeah. um but yeah it, it comes down to trying to mimic something style but not having the same budget or pedigree and then ultimately being about nothing so they like those films i i was always looking forward to i mean i couldn't have been looking forward to underworld more and i hated it because it's just mm. it just left me feeling so empty afterwards it's so shallow and I, I used to think i used to think being stylish was its own you know that that's its own reason did you not like exist. shallow things when you were younger brian i really didn't and like genuinely like I, it used to bother me when i'd read something like a review of underworld or something and that saying it was just like shallow or whatever and then i'd watch it and it's just like it you get a flashy for the sake of flashy and it can be so entertaining but when it's not made with a, a real, when it's not a real voice or expression of style, then it's always going to be empty. So like John Woo can just be all about flash and it can be the most entertaining 90 minutes while it's happening when he's, when he's hitting mm-hmm. it. And then yeah. you've got something that's just imitating and it's just a pastiche of things. Yeah. Like the, the, the Matrix was a pastiche of all these influences, but it was about something at the end of the day. And... Mm-hmm. The moments land when it when it does its thing, but then you've got an underworld where it thinks it's enough to have the same palette, same wardrobe, same soundtrack, same camera moves. Like I, I could not have been more looking forward to that film. I was like, finally, there's a like it. I I I'd written that film in my head so many times. It's like, why isn't there a vampires versus werewolves film that's also an action film and has kung fu and all this stuff? And I saw the trailer for it, and there's a character with the whip, and I was like, this is going to be the greatest fucking film ever. And then I that's walked. That's where over, it comes. I, I think I think I was only sixteen or seventeen. And I was just like, that sucked. That was so fucking mm. shit. Mm. Um, I quite li- I quite liked it. Um, but, I quite liked the first one. Yeah. But uh, but I but I I'll say like I definitely was. Uh, and I like the one with Michael Sheen where he's. That's the first one in medieval times. Oh, but, uh, okay, sorry. I re- yeah, I re- fourth one with Rona Mitra. I liked it. They got him uh, back. How did they get him back? Money. How did they get Rona Mitra? I love Rona Mitra. Uh, but I, yeah, at that, that time where basically... Ever uh, since she was these, on Boston Legal. These horror action movies or these action movies with uh, new metal soundtracks. That was my jam. Like, kind of... And I was... That's, that's part of it as well. Is like, I can... Morbius feels like the soundtrack should be new metal. I can't think of what... It looks like Daredevil. Feel like... It's going to be yep. about nothing. It's just... Yep. Daredevil had uh, a Nickelback the, There's song the Venom it. line at the end. Who are you? I am Venom. And we're supposed to laugh at that. And Yeah. <sighs> I'm hey, sure look, people did, see... though, because Venom's been a huge hit. So I kind of I kind of chuckled, but, uh, you know. Michael Caine's... In, or Michael Caine. Michael Keaton's in the trailer, which means we're in the No Way Home universe. Does it? Does it? I mean, there's also the Oscorp building from the Andrew Garfield films. Well, not the building, but the logo is the logo from Andrew yeah, Garfield. Yeah, I've seen all that Andrew stuff, Garfield. yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, you know. I'm knows? annoyed that I think I have to watch that Venom movie now. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I was always going to watch it, but I, I just, I'm waiting to watch now it. I want to watch just it. Just watch the end credit scene. Have, have you guys seen the end credit scene? For no, 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 no. I don't, 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 no spoilers because I'm waiting to, I'm waiting for to Venom watch too. it. I'm waiting to watch it. Yes. Okay. How have you, yes. how have you avoided it, it so far? I'm not really on the internet a whole lot, pal, to be honest. No, but you don't, you don't even have to be. Yeah. You've seen it, Aiden, have you? I had somebody on a podcast describe it. I was in the gym. I had a weight overhead. And my phone was on the ground. I'm like, well, I'm committing to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, gotta, I, I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to say it. Um, so I, I liked Morbius in the comics. I liked his costume. I was never a big fan mm-hmm. of like the turning up nose because that's just not a, like an aesthetic I like. But I do see why they're like referencing bats and their their look. Mm-hmm. I started trying to find some Morbius comic content because like I do have like some really old English reprints of Marvel comics where like Morbius is in them. Um, the Panini stuff, huh? The Panini comics. No, like earlier. Like remember I told oh. you that we dug out. Um, when our neighbors moved, they left their kids' comic book collection in the garage, and, oh, and yeah. the yeah. the new owners just tossed it all in a skip. So I've got like I've got like a stack of like that old square ratio stuff from the seventies, or or maybe oh, wow. maybe even earlier. Like it might have been like um, parallel prints with the American stuff. Um, yeah. They're in rag order, but like that was that was most of my first comics was like. Um, uh, carefully turning the pages on these sort of sepia yellowed half torn comics you know there's a whole bunch of world Jeez. war ii comics in there as well um but i like there's the morbius stuff that i saw in there but then it was like there must be a standalone run of morbius over um the last fucking hell i was gonna say 30 years but it was the 1970s so 50 years um, there. What I found was uh, there's a comic called shit. I forgot what it is. Adventure into Fear, which ran for mm-hmm. thirty issues and seems to like I don't know a lot about the book, but it was like you know Marvel used to do a broader sort of. Oh, maybe they do, but they they used to do like they weren't just superhero comics. There was like here's our horror range, here's our romance range, here's mm-hmm. our sci-fi range. The way you'd get like Star Wars and Planet of the Apes and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Rom the Space Knight. Um, so they did an adventure into fear where they did these looking at the way it's run. It ran over five years. There's about thirty issues. Um, from 1970, and issue twenty to thirty is a Morbius comic in essence. Issue. Um, the issues before that are man thing 10 to 20 and then before that as well it looks a little more like um, like a, a Twilight Zone sci-fi monster of the week kind of thing um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm reading through those just to sort of you know get a bit of that actual Morbius content before creeping up into the 90s stuff where they got a bit more new metal on it um, but he doesn't seem to have a lot of ongoing run this does just seem to be the sony uh, strategy of trying to make a franchise out of anything spider-man related because they have first swing at anything spider-man related could they have like do you think there's a better character they could have uh, taken i'm sure there is is there anybody budget the character's not the problem the character's the characters, what's the film about in the end? What, what, why, do, why do we have a shot 
of him in the air dodging bullets in slow motion like who's asking for that who's still looking at that going yes that's the stuff i want the shot where the cgi character where the camera is lingering on them for too long and they look a bit ropey and it looks like blade two oh, he's dodging a blade two man i'll never like, f- why? i'll never forget that scene <laughs> why? It's the fight where everybody's rubber against the, What's the light about? panel spotlights yeah like like it's the only time in that movie where Guillermo used like like say full on just CG stuff and it's so bad and Malignant reminded me of that where yeah. uh, they do that kind of backflip into the into the people and it's fighting and it's just like wow yeah but yeah the characters aren't the problem okay Brian and like th- th- this is the thing that I always liked even when the MCU was getting it wrong is that each thing was a part of a bigger story, mm-hmm. at least. And it felt like reading the comics where I was like, but what's happening next? Mm. You know? Do you think? And I don't see the point of, of this film unless it's going to be about yeah. something. Do you think uh, like, like, do you think Sony trying to kind of get involved in the MCU, in the storyline and kind of whatever, do you think it's going to affect Disney down the line? Do you think it's going to have a bad... Do you think it's going to have a backlash in the, on the MCU? It's not going to be the MCU so much, but it, it's going to be... It's going to be the... Spider-Verse. All... No, no, just just like a, any superhero film, you know. Because... Because the audience doesn't necessarily know to differentiate between this superhero film and a Marvel film. Yeah, and like, and like the thing is that they never really... They never really took off because... Like X Men One and Two, it's 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 all that kind of same stuff. Like they, even if the films are good, they never built any momentum. So the 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 more the more the more of them that we get out that are you know not doing something similar are going to detract whether they're connected to the thing or not. Because as far as the general audience is concerned, this is just more superhero stuff and. It's just going to bring down the average of them being mm, good, mm, okay, essentially. Okay. The more, the more shitty yeah. ones that are put out. Okay, I get you. Because even the shittiest MCU movie can kind of get away with it because it's attached to something bigger, and it's like, well, you know, that wasn't so great, but it gave us that little yes, teaser yeah, oh, yeah. for for this other thing, and that's enough. That that that's worked with with general audiences. They're like, okay, well, you know. I want to see what happens next, though, because they gave us that little tidbit. But if if it's just a superhero special effects fest, who cares? You know, it, it, it's it's hard to make those it's hard to make those films matter and make you walk out like because it's it's what the MCU started to do right as well when Winter Soldier came out and it's it's a spy thriller thing with a great you know two great like two great action mm. set pieces in it um with real you know performers and stuff not just like special effects rubber banding kind of around the place it's 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 a genre thing but the person in it just happens to be you know superhuman whereas everything else coming out it's just this special effects thing and again i, I like I, I don't really have problems with big special effects movies and stuff like that it's just you've either got a really 
visually be very, very interesting or otherwise it's just going to fall flat. Mm-hmm. And what's the point of making a movie about a guy with vampire powers? Like what's, what else yeah. are you building towards? That's that's some of the problem with it as well, is that like, you, you with Marvel, the MCU, you had this sense that like, they have an arc that they're aiming at. There is a path, whether it's the 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 Avengers Phase One. No, sure, they they pretty much spelled out their Infinity Stones from fucking day one, right? And and they were yeah. aiming at that. And even even if the plan is changing on the fly, it's still kind of going somewhere. But it's it's the reason. Like I, I liked the first two X Men films. Kind of seeing them in the cinema, but very forgettable. I like it, it, when I when I watched them again. Like even the second one, after that opening White House scene, it and and the attack in the mansion. After that, it's just so flat and it's it's going nowhere it, it's it's kind of what killed the fox x-men thing is that the films were never building towards anything there was very little continuity and then when they tried to have a continuity they just kind of fucked it up completely because the films at like as entertaining or as the film might be in the moment watching it it's very kind of shallow afterwards you know there's there's very little in there that's I mean, it's the reason why we had so many bad Wolverine films yeah, for so long. No, there's no you actual know? Arkham. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, you watch the film and you forget about it, even if you what enjoy it. What is the, the big, moment, you know, like in that's comics, what is the big Wolverine journey? Is there is there Wolverine an arc? Origin. People think about the Frank Miller, um, the Japan, st- yeah, the Japan, the Japan stuff. But like, there's not like that's not a big multi-film spanning franchise uh, narrative there. Well, I mean, the thing is, you, you could do something mm-hmm. about his past and have it kind of teased out. But I think you, you need kinda... to write that. Whereas the thing Marvel has yeah. is they have these yeah. big series spanning events that have carried it. You know, like it, they've just had to look at the framework that's there and go, okay, here's what worked, here's what did like, find you. They, 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 they could have done... You could have done a Winter Soldier with mm-hmm. Wolverine. Oh, the 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 Alpha Flight stuff. You know? The Alpha Imagine Flight Imagine that stuff. Like, there's great governmental. Yeah, but but like it it, it take take the whole plot of the Winter Soldier and just change it from Cap to Wolverine. Like, just imagine that film for a second. So who's Wolverine in that scenario? There's Cap? so much. Or who's who's Cap? Wolverine. Yeah. So. Cap is Wolverine, but imagine something from his past Omega like Red or that something. he thinks yeah. is dead and buried. Soldier, yeah. Omega brother. Red or something. And then, yeah, yeah, you know, there's so much you could. There's so many different ways you could kind of. I always I, and whether he's connected to the X Men still or something, but like there's, but the thing is, they they never approach the films that way. They never approach to say, hey, let's take, let's do a, a spy thriller, but the guy happens to have knives yeah. in his hands. I know that's yeah. never what we got with with that kind of. It was like with those other non MCU. Like I'll never forget it that uh, that uh, opening sequence in the first Wolverine origin movie where uh, it's him and Sabretooth running through the different wars mm-hmm. and changing, you know, that kind of way. Oh, I was like, this is going to be epic. And I was annoyed by that because I knew all of that was there, and I was like, let's just do the fucking Vietnam story. 
Let's do the yeah. Let's do yeah. the world like let's do the World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. There's your trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You have a great character that spans time and events and stuff, and kind of you know was well, that that's it. Like, and it's no, it's no longer now. It's no longer now a special effects movie about a superhero. It's now a, a war yeah. movie. But the guys got Guns and powers. Yeah, they've, they've got, got your go different genres stuff. They, you know, uh, Wolverine's yeah. drop behind enemy lines. He has to dis- disable a battery of uh, of guns that's stopping Allied troops getting through. Do Guns and Avarone with Wolverine. I, I, I think the problem with all of these films that we can kind of like the non MCU stuff is that the film is that it's it's about a superhero. It's a special effects film. It's a superpower film. It's about the film is about this guy who's got this power. The film is about this guy who's got this power. And instead of being about the power, it should be let's make you know the buddy action film like Thor. Let's make the the Winter Soldier spy film. Make make a genre film, but the character, the lead character, has powers. And whether it's Wolverine or Cyclops or whoever, but instead, what we get is like more more Morbius. Yeah, it's an it's an it's an easier recipe for success. All the films are about the power. Venom's about a guy who's got alien mm-hmm. powers. Morbius is about a guy who's got vampire powers. All of these films, the problem with all of them is the 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 film is about yeah. the superpower. Not about putting the character in a context. A character who happens to have powers in so, a situation. Uh, Wolverine one. It's, it's why the opening scene in X two works so well is that it's about an assassin who's got teleportation w- powers. W- w- so yeah. it's an assassin assassination. Wolverine attempt. one is in World War One. We just do a take on nineteen seventeen. He's got to get a message across enemy lines. That's the fucking mission. World War Two is like guns in Navarone. He's got to disable a gun battery. World War Three is like Ram or Wolverine Three is like Rambo Two. He's got to rescue POWs in the middle of Vietnam. Like, give him a give him a. But the people he's up against have superpowers, yeah. you know. That's the thing, and then and then, you know, he's going up against a commando unit of mutants who've got superpowers, and instead of it being about you could also join us, the superpower, you could also join us, you know, we're showing there. the special effect. Throwing a saber tooth arc, or yeah. like saber tooth's an ally in the first movie, and then by the end of it, he's fighting him in Vietnam. Yeah. By the end of it, Levi. he's the Russian. Oh, that's a mega red. Or Wolverine's on a special detail where he's a bodyguard for somebody, and he's going up against saber tooth, who's an assassin. Yeah. And now it's this film. It's it's a film about uh, a bodyguard and an assassin, but they both have healing powers. Yeah. And like, you know, it's it's not about the. Don't make it about the power. Just make it about mm. the story. Um, oh, I wouldn't mind your, seeing your characters happen to have oh, superpowers. I would like to know? see an Omega Red thrown in the mix. So you you've mentioned Omega Red a few times on, on different calls, different podcasts, different um, things. I don't. I still don't know much about Omega Red beyond the cartoon and the the look of it. When you know, in that cartoon, Wolverine doesn't really go into his past much, other than like, here's an old enemy I have. I remember watching that at like ten years old, going. Should I know? Wolverine's clearly letting on that he knows who this person is and he's a big deal, but like, I don't know. I have no context for his concern here. There's a great arc that Jim Lee penciled where they introduced him and it's it's just great comic okay. book stuff. You've got the you've got the secret facility where they show and they've got the character I think it's Matsuda and like it's it's this evil scientist secret facility and they're they're awakening this thing from like it's been cryogenically frozen like so what is it and then when they wake it up it kills every scientist in the room because he activates his his death factor and 
you know that that's the reveal of the villain it's like he kind of steps out of the you know the the smoke and shadows and he's naked and he's blonde and he's pale and he's just killed everybody in the room and you're like what is this about and then it cuts to the x-men they're playing a basketball game and in tiny just, 90s you know, pants classic X, x-men yeah classic x-men doing like x-men stuff in the mansion and then I think Gambit and Rogue are going on a date and then the hand attack and there's this ambush and now it's now it's a it's a fight scene with ninjas at the mansion and it's Rogue, Gambit and Wolverine and it's great and then they abduct Wolverine and then they abduct Wolverine because he's got this element that can stabilize Omega Red's uh, death factor thing so the two of them fight then and they're testing Wolverine and they've been fighting for like 48 hours and there's this big fight in the snow and then it flashes back to when they first encountered each other in like the 40s, I think. And Maverick's there and you kind of see the character the first time and Sabretooth is there. And then it catches up to the present day again. And now Sabretooth shows up with his, I can't remember his assistant's name, but she's like blonde. But like there's there's the Fenris twins, there's the Hand, there's Sabretooth. And then he gets rescued by, I think it's Cyclops and Psylocke show up. And it's just, it's just, it was like a great little arc, and it's there's so much. But good do, stuff do, like, what is Omega Red? Just... Is he he's a Russian super soldier? He's a the Russian super soldier. He's yeah. essentially though like the Russian he, he... Weapon X. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a Russian super soldier, much like yeah Weapon X. And the difference is, he's got this death factor thing. It's the opposite of the healing factor, and if he doesn't use it on other people to sustain him, um, it starts to kind of kill him. And they need, I think they need Wolverine's adamantium or something to stabilize something in him. He's, and he's got these carbonadium coils, which are, it's flexible adamantium. So he's very much Wolverine's opposite in a way. But there's there's great flashbacks to them on a mission in Germany in the 40s or 50s, I think. Um, the hand are in it. There's ninjas in it. There's Sabretooth is in it. It's just, it was a great story. So I, I kind of, I would love to see that story recreated on screen but instead we yeah. get the x-men movies we've got which fall so short of what the comics were you know mm-hmm. well we're, we're solidly on the comic kick so let's just keep this rolling into the eternals or eternals there is no definite article just before you correct me brian i know that's coming so i'll just get ahead of that there and then um <laughs> i wasn't gonna say not? this time. well it's not called the eternals no apparently not She's called no. Eternals. That's pretty cool. Uh, once again, for the listeners, and I know this is week one of this movie being out, uh, we are going to talk about the plot of this film. We're going to talk about the the whole broad stroke of it. I, I the the trailer lays out the general uh, concept. There is a group of nine, nine or eight, ten. Ten of them, is there? Uh, ten eternal beings sent by celestials to fight the deviant monsters that are present on the planet Earth and protect humankind and usher them to a peak point for their civilization. They can't interfere. They can't advance us of their own volition. They just have to support us as we do it. And they've been around for 7,000 years guiding, shaping, but not interfering with things like wars or Thanos level problems um, and we meet them as they're starting to sort of find their own uh, their own purposes and maybe rebel against the programming. 
we see them for the first time as they arrive on Earth to ancient Mesopotamia, and we see Richard Madden as Icarus talking to walking Terry Dodson drawing Gemma Chan as Circe. Cool little action sequence on Mesopotamia, and then it flash forwards into the future, and we see uh, Gemma Chan and Richard Madden working in the Natural History Museum, and they have a whole scene where they're a couple. No. And no. then I'm 10 minutes no. later when uh, Richard Madden no. actually shows up and I realise I've been looking at Kit Harrington for that entire time and it completely fucking... <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was just, I was sitting here watching they the movie. They don't even look that alike. They don't look alike. Nope. I was sitting in the cinema going, oh, they've been, they've been together for thousands of years. And then Richard Madden showed That's up so in another funny. shot and I went, wait a minute. That's not Richard. That's Kit Harrington. That's so funny. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And then I couldn't wait to tell you because I wasn't faking that shit. I was watching it going, that's Icarus. Oh, he's scared of things and doesn't know what it is. I guess it's not Icarus. Face blindness. I I don't know. You you didn't cop when he asked her, was she a wizard? You still didn't (sighs) cop it? No. I mean, that's probably around when I did when he realized that he didn't know anything. Oh, (sighs) I, I don't know what's wrong with me, guys. I. He's got face blindness. Or you need to up your prescription. When we put the two of them together, I'm like, of course, these are drastically different human beings. But I I rolled through that whole first sequence without even... Maybe it is your glasses. Huh? Is it your glasses? When was the last time you got your eyes checked? Is it your glasses? Do you need a different prescription? I hope not. I like having eyeballs. All right. Uh, uh, Rant aside and, and pointing out my weird fucking face blindness... Kevin, what were your thoughts on the Eternals? Yes. Broad stroke, did you enjoy it? Broad stroke, yes. But I just want to say it was really, really nice to see Jack Kirby getting that credit. You know, did you see that? Did you notice that at all? At the well, at the, at the end of the movie, anyways, for sure they say like uh, written and I think like is it written and drawn by Jack? Written and illustrated by yeah, I think yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of like, that's, that's really like, you know, it's kind of, you kind of feel like you made a Jack, you know, something you did, you got, you got the credit, you know, because he did that book in like 1976, I think, mm. I think the Eternals debuted in 1976, but uh, it's like just seeing his name on that solo, that's so like, you know, his, his sole name that attached to a, a property like that was just like, I, I, you know, that would have made him very happy. I think this would have made him very happy. Oddly enough, I didn't notice that, but I did notice the Jim Starlin credit because he's a sort of later era thing. Um, mm. For for the, yeah, for Eros and Pip. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, that did yeah. pop up. I guess I was taking the Jack Kirby thing for granted that there's no way they can't credit Jack Kirby. Um, what I found interesting was looking at the Deviant's design because that's pure John Romita. I don't know mm-hmm. if you feel that way too, but if you look at the, if you go and look at Ramita's run, just the way that he draws mm-hmm. big, bold pencil lines and and has very geometric shapes, that felt to me like a Ramita drawing, and the way he draws monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was kind it of dreadlocks was, and stuff. Yeah, it was interesting seeing the tentacles. the. Yeah, he does he does a lot of like parallel line based stuff, you know, just off mm-hmm. like it, it's mm-hmm. not. He defines his forms. In a very contour line kind of way, rather than in a you know, like texture. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yes. And then color. He lets the colorist do a lot of the work. Which is cool. <laughs> um, Brawl stroke though. I really, really enjoy this movie. Okay. Um, I think Brian in the last episode said that people's general criticism was not enough action and it didn't feel blockbustery enough or something. Mm. Um, you're you're quoting people's mm. you know issues with it or whatever. But uh, I went. I I made the unfortunate mistake of seeing it in 4D. Why? Why in the fuck? Why did you do this? I sat through the credits and I saw like two different studios accredited with 3D conversion processes and like, what fucking lunatic is seeing these films? And I literally sat there going, well, they're not doing that in Ireland still. Where is anybody seeing a 3D version of this thing? Who's putting glasses Um, on in a COVID scenario? Publicly used glasses. uh, No, these these are these are uh, single use disposable. Sure. Somebody handled them, stuck them in a bag, and handed them to you. <laughs> no, they were single-use disposable. You had to open them up and everything. Um, but what I was going to say is, uh, you know, fucking hell, Jesus! Like, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. I hate three. I'm not. I'm not a three D fan. I'm not a four D fan. Yeah. And uh, I hated the four D. This of but it's nothing to do with the movie. I just hate fucking four D. Here's movies. the but- it was awful. I was fucked fucked around in a chair for ages. That's what I was going to say. The chair is moving and poking you and spitting shit at you. Oh, man. And then, and then that one scene. You know that one scene where... Uh, Cer- Cersei? Cersei. Changes a knife into water. Mm. You wet yourself? You just got a big... Did you piss yourself? No, I just got a big... F- no, I got a big flick of water in my face. It was just like, that's gross. Hold on. <laughs> that's the knife that she's, she has in her... She she turns a lot of things she's into stabbed, water. Yeah. That's the moment. Like that felt like a very local to that character bit of water. Why yeah, why did you get? They, they wouldn't do it. Would they do wouldn't do it when she's underwater and she turns the deviant into a tree. That and would there's have been a the giant splash it, of water into the air. <laughs> Was it there's, not that there's moment? Water, there's water. But there's like there's water everywhere. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of splashes sure. of water stuff. But this was a very just like you, I you just had a very, very wet time at the cinema. Yeah. That's, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw Equalizer two, and basically the the last scene in that movie takes place. Or the, the last phase, uh, the last part of that movie takes place. Stop in a, booking four D films. This is I your last time now. Okay, to, you're you're out. I had to put otherwise. my jacket on. I'm not doing it again. I'm not I don't doing know. It again, but when I saw the Equalizer two, I literally had to put my jacket on. I was getting it was a, the final scene was in a bloody storm, and I had to put my jacket on. I was getting fucking blasted out of it by wind and rain. It was awful. <laughs> so here's it was warmer outside. It's um fucking hell. But anybody who says that movie isn't action. Anybody who says that movie doesn't have enough action in it hasn't been moved every time there's action. You, you, you're, you're dreading an accident. I was like, <laughs> I like after the first, the first thing, I was just like, right, well, at least it doesn't have much action in it. The fucking movie had loads of action in it. I was fucked around a chair for <laughs> ages. I fucking, I hated it. The 40 is shit. The movie, I love the movie. The fucking 40 is traumatizing. I hate it. I'm just not, it's not for me. I don't even like 3D anymore. It just takes me out of, I haven't liked 3D in about, 10 years but it just takes me out of movies go give me a good old 2d movie any day of the week fuck that noise um i brian, I brian how, how did you feel at this? one stage my popcorn literally at one stage i'm not joking sat in a chair and <laughs> my popcorn just went everywhere did you go with emer <laughs> no okay i went with my friends bruno and garrett Okay, Brian. Brian, what was your broad stroke thought in the film? 
Uh, broad strokes. You can get as specific as you want to. We said we're spoiling, but yeah, okay. So I knew I knew like ninety five percent of the plot going in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. So the first two things that like really stood out in my mind when the film started is one, the deviant design. Fucking, I am done with that. Just amorphous, squiggly CGI thing. It's just it's crap to look at doesn't matter how well choreographed the action scene is is like i just don't care about this fucking thing it's the weakest thing in the edge of tomorrow as well it's yeah it's it's, just and and you know what i i was thinking about this last night um i'm not blaming directors anymore because there's no way every director has the same poor taste i think there's uh, it must be a fucking vfx supervisor thing vfx guy swears blind to them that this is a good idea and they go okay i guess it's got. Uh, it's got to be. Easier to do and looks good. It's easier to do. There must be some default rig where they say I can render this thing out in no fucking time, and I I don't know what it is, but I'm blaming from now on. I'm blaming VFX supervisors or whoever it is. They got to fucking sort that shit out. It is so dull and uninteresting to look at. It's just I like the second it came out of the water, it's like I've seen so many of these CGI monsters. I wonder if you could like look at that. We've come from Thanos, who you genuinely forget. Mm. You know, is Josh Brolin all fucking five nine, five ten of him with a big, you know, tennis ball above his head or whatever? You you forget. Like, I fully bought into that character. We're not going back. We've had Thanos. You can't give us these fucking squiggly monsters anymore. I'm done with it. Second thing that stood out. the whole London section, I fucking, I sat there really going. <laughs> At the end of it everything. or the start of it? Just, just the Any whole London, London bit, basically. Yeah, outside of the classroom, basically. You know, mm. when it goes to his birthday party. So basically, I, I was defending this movie last week and I was like, I'm really going to have to eat every word I said last week because he's like, are you a wizard? This, that, or whatever. And then Sprite shows up and he calls her Sprite. He's like, what the fuck is going on? And then Sprite goes, is that a deviant? I was like, no, this is too too fast, too much. This is, yeah. it really pulled me out. I was like, what is happening here? This is amateur hour. Like it, you, you, can, you can rush a lot of information, but you got to do it right. Within the space of seconds, he calls Sprite Sprite. And Sprite says, is that a deviant? And then he knows what deviants are, yeah. and th- it's too much quickly established. You believe and me? Just, yeah, and then it's or yeah, I did another... feel that was a little bit ham fisted, but that was, was probably I, I think that was probably like kind of because even like they did that thing at the very start where they kind of gave you a bit of a background and they said and all this was okay until Jack's uh, Ajax did whatever yeah. mission or whatever, but it's just like there's a little bit there was a little bit too much at that start, but I would say that's probably it, then it kind of like just goes with, then it starts getting into a flow. It does Once after that. No, that yeah, it, it does. Clunkiness but, out of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, we've got another monster coming out of the water again and it's the same horrible, boring design. I'm sitting there going, oh God, <laughs> is this really going to be this the whole way through? Once we got past that, it, it got it got so much better. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I would put the, I wish they had put Cersei and Icarus at the center of the film. I wish we had just followed them Mm. through the ages and then when, I, I would I would have liked the London stuff more if we if it came after all the background stuff yeah 
Um, mm-hmm. The first trailer we I got didn't for think this, the jumping back and forth worked great. I mean, I think it, I like there, those moments, but like, I don't yeah, think we. There's moments to... it worked, but I think it would have been. I, I I think the film. I think the film overall would have been so much stronger. The, the I think the first trailer we got for this was the one with um. Don't they know it's the end of the world? Playing yeah, in the the trailer. And I knew the plot at that point. So, mm. you know, don't they know it's the end of the world that ended when you said goodbye? To me, that was, it's about Icarus and Cersei and the fact that they, they had this great love that lasted for millennia. Centuries. And then, and, you know, he's got the the heel turn at the end. That should have been the center of the movie. Yeah. Because he flies yeah. off into the sun when, when their relationship, when he, they can't go anymore. Yeah. But if if the if the whole movie had been centered on their romance, and then we get to London, the London stuff would have made more sense because we've just seen her have this entire relationship with Icarus, and now it makes sense for it makes sense for Whitman to be up to speed because we're up to speed instead of you know an info yeah. dump in a couple of seconds, and then take it from there. Um, because then, they, at, 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 as much as I like the film, a lot of the big emotional moments didn't land as strongly as they probably could have. And I think they would have landed better if, if they had centered Cersei's and Icarus's romance, if we follow that through the film. And then the ending, not that I had a problem with the ending, but it would have hit even harder if we'd have seen it in a one kind of continuous piece at the start rather than this fragmented kind of thing, because it, it kind of, it did make it feel a little less cohesive moment to moment I think but overall I I really I really enjoyed it I was just gonna say um and uh, obviously Brian you you knew this going into it uh, I hadn't got a clue because I was able to avoid absolutely everything about this movie so I had no idea going into it um yeah Icarus's turn uh but that was pretty obvious when they found Ajax and he was just like must have been a deviant and I was just like that that was so forced I then I was just like he, yeah, but he, they've, they've got a breadcrumb it for audience as well because you can't, yeah, just, saying, you can't like, just have it come was out. It that, was, it, was it that obvious for you, Aiden? No. I, like, this okay. thing, I kind of messaged this That's not a criticism because I still, I still forgot about yeah. it. I, I liked a lot of the characters. I think they, they put together a really charismatic cast. But yep. I thought the time travel stuff really... The, the jumping between time periods disconnected me from everything really that, I, I didn't, didn't, have an issue with I didn't like it and I I like I thought Richard Madden's Icarus was great I loved the way that like every time he started to fly and move around and stuff I went this is cool like as much as they call him Superman in the in the movie to make fun of it a bit it was like this is cool Marvel has a Superman and I like I like Richard Madden when I can work out who he is and like I enjoy <laughs> I enjoyed his power set. I thought, oh, this is great. But then Ajax dead from the fucking get-go, so I don't really feel like I had time to like her, other than these like snippets where I didn't really connect to her. Yeah, I think if we had a bit more of her being that maternal figure to them as well. In a linear fashion, it was this real just... Yeah, exactly. But I think... But I think she, I think she was more of just kind of like, I don't necessarily, if if, if you were meant to particularly like, uh, love her or whatever, you know, she was more of a kind of like a... I think we were uh, meant you to know, love like her. She was there. She was their boss, but she was a connection between uh, what's it, Amrish, Amrish, uh, Amrish, Arishem, Arishem, 
Aaron, Arishem. Arishem. But um, but no, I actually did like kind of the um, going back and seeing a different kind of uh, moments in the past, the different places they were, and all kinds of. I, I, no, I, 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 I like. I, I think. I, I think it worked in moments. I don't. Yeah. I think the mm. the places and the concept. I think that. I think they worked. It's just the way they were presented to me in in that order. I was like, I like there's. There's one scene where they flash back somewhere for all of 30 seconds and then we flash back to present day and I'm like, that... I didn't even have enough time to realise I was somewhere, you know? I think if we had a few of them together in a linear way and then mm. a few to jump back to to reveal another side of things. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, if we had another one or two to give us a different angle or perspective on, on a thing that played out in a revealing way, that would have worked but I think overall it would have been stronger if it was a bit like th- here's the other thing as well. It, it feels like it starts twice and it, I, I feel like there's a, there must've been a bit of rejigging or something because we have them yeah. on the beach in Mesopotamia and they all form up in a big, you know, line hero, yeah. hero line. And then we've got the other one in Babylon, Babylon again. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like the film starts a second time because yeah. they're outside the gates and they come mm-hmm. together and it, it almost feels like I really felt like the London stuff was tacked on because it comes it comes in between those two moments yeah the thing the film had the film has two opening sequences almost and it's almost like they said well it's too good to leave out because we spent too much in it and we introduced some characters here that we didn't introduce earlier i I don't know it it really feels like the film started twice sprite telling that story to the people in babylon as well really felt like establishing who they were as protectors and what their role was in terms of shepherding the board and then we see faustus developing his steam engine and like okay this is giving us everybody's role but we did kind of see some of that from the very first one um yeah there's i i but like if if, uh Fast, fa- Faust, Fastus, Fastus, Fastus. Yeah, it's Fastus. play on um, Hephaestus. Yeah, Hephaestus. Yes, like the Greek, like yep. Athena, Athena. Yeah, yep. but um, but like I, I would say though, kind of like uh, like I, I um, like I know like all the things he's saying, I do agree with, right? Mm. But like none of those things I necessarily feel like would warrant me as giving a kind of like a less of a. Of a like say a no, eight I, out of I, ten or something. You I'd, know I'd I mean? be the same. They're, like, they're it, not necessarily. Yeah. It it didn't it didn't detract for me, but I think it would have been even stronger had it been the other way. So it's it's not that it's not that they were it's not that it's minus points because of it, but I do think I, it'd be stronger I was unfortunately it, it, bored. Man, go see in forty. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, 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 you it's appreciate frustrating those moments, to me. That, it's, it's frustrating to me that I was, but I was like, because I really wanted to like it, and I like everybody in it. Macari was great fun. Like, I love Macari. I, I saw somebody oh, saying like, "God, Marvel does a speedster right." I, I, I and think, like, I think, kind of did. I think we should just go through. I'd like to go through each of them, just as a kind of like a, what we taught them. Yeah, go for it. Hold on, can I can I just step back one thing before we go back? We talked about the concept of of. Um, you said that the Babylonian, as opposed to the Mesopotamian scene, felt like a second restart. When it jumped to London, I thought they were going with the Romita Gaiman run, where where they forget, yeah, yeah, me too. where they forget, where their role yeah, is. It really felt like that. They're like mm. in the comics. Their she, role she, is, she's looking blankly at the yeah. the dagger. I really with, thought with that, that's it. Let, I think let, they rejigged. I, I think what that is though. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the the in the Gaiman comic. Um, when we meet the Eternals, 
they have fulfilled their role over thousands of years and then kind of been blanked and were living their lives as normal humans. And it became this sort of Icarus's job to wake everybody up, to remind people who they were. And when we see Cersei looking at the dagger that she gave that small Mesopotamian boy, I'm like, okay, it's 7,000 years later. Ajax put them in sleep mode. Um, Icarus is going to come and revive this knowledge. I didn't know she knew she was an Eternal until she dissolved that rock in the classroom. And I'm like, oh, okay, so she she knows. I thought that knife was going to be a trigger that, like, kind of like in a Highlander way, she touches it and remembers, and we, we get a little, like, cutscene. I think they really must have changed it because, like I said, so much of that London stuff feels very rushed very slapped mm. in the middle i think they must have rejigged the plot slightly at some point mm. it does because that's what it as feels well, like i remember thinking the street where they fought that deviant felt like they closed off one street and that's where we're staying yeah um, so let's go back then Gemma chan as cersei did we enjoy yes yeah um, yep. I, I, I kind of, I liked her. Don't get me wrong, I thought it was brilliant. Mm. Um, I didn't necessarily see the significance of her changing the deviant into a tree because it's just like she could change things from like different states. She so said she like, couldn't. Do she can't change life. Yeah, she could only do it. To, oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. So, the, so, oh, so that's, that's the first oh, okay. sentient yeah. creature and turned it into an. I animal. must have been a. I must have been a mid mid air. Um, when, when someone said that. <laughs> it's hard to get the nuance when you're when your popcorn's yeah. getting wet <laughs> yeah all over my face when there's an action prod uh, in your backside oh man it's terrible um uh, but okay richard yeah, madden is she's, icarus she's great what i was just gonna say about oh, cersei sorry. uh yeah gr- gr- great like kind of like and like i i really like the way she kind of was becoming the leader and like kind of she's like how Ajak, Ajak had obviously uh, had become uh, has empathized with human beings and stuff like that. Like, and she obviously knew that like Cersei would, would, would have kind of felt the same or something. Mm. But uh, but I just think as a leader, and then like that created a dynamic within the Eternals was really good. But uh, yeah. she was awesome. She, she was awesome in it. I'm 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 really excited to see more of her. Yeah, I I enjoyed her a lot. Um... The Sam Hayek as Ajak cool. as Ajak, sorry, Sam Hayek as Ajak. Um, Ajak. That scene she has on the ranch where she's like, "I've watched these people and I see something special here." Like, when I say I wanted more of her, I wanted, I wanted more of that linear journey for the character. Maybe that's the problem with this for me is I have ten characters who I genuinely want to see their stories develop, and instead I get snippets of it because and you mix up faces, so this it's is hard true. for you to to track that. Um, it's not even a joke. It probably is harder for you to track that. Um, I I just saw her. I saw no journey for Salma Hayek in this movie. She just um, showed up, was maternal, I, I got, and then wasn't around anymore. I'm like, uh, well, I got the impression. I, wanted more I got for the her. impression that she, I got the impression though. For, like again, just kind of going off the characters, but uh, I got the impression that she, Ajak kind of obviously she knew the she knew the whole plan. Mm. Um, and she, she, I got the impression that she purposely separated herself from the rest of them so they could just live their lives freely and like kind of like, she, you know, she wouldn't get involved. No, you know, I, kind of I think she um, wanted them to develop the affinity for these people that she had by separating them from each other, mm. getting them out of the ghetto that was the Eternals where they okay. stayed in their own little bubble. But she, she even says that. Oh, she okay. says, I want I want to see you and I, I want you to tell me what you've learned yeah. from these people you know, yeah. when she dismisses them. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. She's trying to make them yeah. as empathetic to 
humans. Human. Yeah, she, she is. She, she's yeah. the healer. She's mm. the mother. And yeah. yeah. We did. We didn't. But I, I, it feels like we don't I spend enough time with her because it's not. Yeah. No. Presented in one. But I did like her character. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did, I thought when she was when I saw Simon Hayek uh, riding the horse in kind of the Western gear, I was like, "Oh, cool! We're gonna see like the Western period." But we didn't. No. That was modern day. <laughs> you love but, a uh, voice for you. <laughs> I do love westerns, but uh, but no, I just like okay. So Cersei, really, really cool. Icarus, uh, he's I liked. Awesome. I like. I, yeah, he's awesome, he's and I think I like the way. I kind of like the way at the end of the day, like I, I do respect him in the sense of like. This was our objective, and this is why we were created, and this is like you know the, the plan. He's I kind the of, zealot, you know. Yeah, and it's just kind of like it's like it's he it, it's like he's a good bad guy. He he plays both sides so well, though. Like he he cuts yeah. a great figure as the Superman, the hero. When Marvel's... he steps out of the shadows, he he's a great hero, and then he's also terrifying when he turns because it's like he's the last guy. Like they're all terrified of him. None of them, like uh, King goes to the great line where he says, "You know, it's it's Icarus. Even if I help you, we'll still lose, lose." And he's and Madden sells that because he's like, "Yeah, he's right because he's he's terrifying." You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I love the way like uh, I, but I loved I love when uh, King goes said to Icarus like, "You know, man, I'm I'm with you to the end. You know me." And then it's just like, oh, well, you don't know me at all or something like that. Like, and then he literally has the same conversation with Ajax. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's cool. You know, I like the kind of like the, the guys who are loyal to the, to the cause or to whatever, but uh, the conflict, you know. I, I also want to say one of the things that we see in Neil Gaiman's, uh, Neil Gaiman, Gaiman, Neil Gaiman's uh, Eternals Gaiman, I think. is, Gaiman, yeah. shit. one of the things we see in Neil Gaiman's Eternals is, I think it is Icarus, or it might be Makari, gets completely obliterated. And then we cut back to the spaceship and they just do a, a, a reboot of a backup drive into a new body. And he comes mm. out and, and part of it is a, 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 a mindset reset. He comes back from like, oh shit, I've been corrupted these last hundred years. I'm reset to my good state. I'm, we're, we're on mm. the same page again. So I don't put it past this franchise here to just yeah, he can go. come back if he's popular yeah yeah there's a, like your memories are saved the eternals have fucking uh arashem took them away to show where their memories will tell yeah. whether or not they did what they did was justified he'll have icarus's memories backed up you just stick it in a new unit now we come mm-hmm. um um but yeah icarus awesome uh really really liked him mind weary his powers mad weary yeah. Mad weary, yeah. Mad weary, I am. Yeah, mad weary. <laughs> I, uh, I know. I, I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't dig that at but all. But that's that's a that's a Kirby. That that's a Kirby. Yeah. Is that it's thing? goofy yeah. Kirby. Mad stuff. weary. Okay. Oh yeah, uni, uni mind Kirby. Yeah. It's spelled like M apostrophe H D W apostrophe R or Y or something like that. Right. He was tired yeah. dropping cigar ash on the page. No, like, that's a letter. <laughs> <laughs> it's no worse than Gum Jabbar or Duncan Idaho. So I saw somebody make the it argument. Gets a pass. I saw somebody make the argument that Duncan Idaho is the equivalent of taking the oldest name in recorded human history and the oldest place we can think of. So the example they gave was like Gilgamesh Babylon. Like if you met someone today called Gilgamesh Babylon, it would sound weird and exotic. 
So Duncan Idaho. Yeah, but here's the thing: is uh, we're not in the future hearing it; we're yeah. right now hearing it, and yeah. that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So call him Gilgamesh Babylon if that's the case. It's, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Icarus, cool, uh, really, really well. Uh, how do you say? Articulated, you know his his powers, the eyes, all that kind of stuff. He was there, there was a few. It a few ropey VFX shots where he flew off into the distance but for the most part like the way he rose yes, up that was like I, I yeah. the la- probably the last two or three podcasts you've heard me mention this, just this, being this shittily all lifted from, from the, the hips of the cable <laughs> you know where, when a cable just you see somebody get hoisted by the groin you see that moment where they slightly rock forward and try and correct yeah yeah and that wasn't there in this he just goes up and it was like this is great up and yeah. turn and away and it's like they nailed it. They nailed flying in this character. There's one or two shots yeah. where they clearly didn't spend as much time on it. But there's one or two shots where it's the Blade Two thing, where it's fully CG yeah. human yeah. bodies, and it's like. But like when they're yeah. fighting, uh, yeah. uh, Tina and Icarus, there's a shot where they're fighting and they're both CGI, and it's not just the head replacement. Mm. They're both like rubber banding bodies. It's like, yeah. why? Oh, I didn't even notice that to be honest. <laughs> uh, I think special. I think the weakest part of special effects in this movie was just the odd time something went into warp speed. When the domo flew away in that last shot, it was that yeah. was that, that was a flashier emotion tween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very strange. Uh, Tina or Tina uh, with the suffering from the Madurai. Yeah. Awesome. It occurs to me watching uh, this. Jolie was so badass in it. It occurred to me watching she was, this. She was a well. great choice for it because she's so she's so odd. She plays. She yeah. plays like, especially you, you get the sense that I. Th- I think I saw a clip where uh, the cast are trying to do a staring contest with her. I saw, that's exactly and as well. All lose. Well, at yeah, what and, point and did she I think that's it. Is, is she, statue? She, <laughs> exactly. She, she that that was perfect for the character as well as that. She's she unsettles every. She unsettles the rest of them just a little bit. Yeah. Even even before she yeah. lost her mind with the. The mad weary. Yes, that's um, that's totally the vibe they should give. They should yeah. have been given Wolverine. Angelina Jolie yeah. unsettles the rest you know of that I mean? cast. Yeah, it's it it is that thing where it's like it's it's like what is it in, in Archer? It's like having an ocelot in the room. <laughs> Babu, <laughs> <laughs> you fucks here, asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's great. She she she's. She's barely in it, but when she's in it, yeah. she's great. She, but they, I, she's I, I was watching well. her when she gave Cersei that like pep talk at the end. I was going, I have forgotten what your voice was before you decided you're a posh English lady. Yeah. You know, like I want to go back to Hackers and see what the hell she sounded like or watch Cy- Cyborg 2, was it? Like, what did she sound like before she decided she was a... But I, I think that's just for this character. I think I don't it's probably. Know. I mean, I, I think I got to go back and look at like she definitely used that voice in Maleficent and probably the Tourist. Uh, yeah, but it, it makes sense for those Maleficent roles. It makes sense for Tina. Yeah, I just I want to I want to go back and find what the hell does she actually sound like? Um, uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Oh, he's great. So good. Yeah. So good. That dance scene. Uh, his introduction with that dance scene and stuff, and he I was like, he's like, I'm playing Icarus. He liked the guy, like, oh my god, um, he loved Kingo Icarus so much. Karun. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Kingo was as much Tinkerbell as Sprite. I, I love I love that he's still. Um, I love that 
we have this yeah. shot of him with his fucking guns and he's like he's got his eyebrows and he's like fixing his hair and stuff and then the first thing we hear him kind of say is like he just goes <laughs> in just just he, he just makes kumail nanjiani noises when he sees them for the first time <laughs> and it like it, he's he's so happy to break that illusion of you know yeah here i am with these fucking ridiculous arms and then the first thing he does he just makes this ah noise you know and it's hilarious <laughs> I, I i like kumail and i have since um he was, he was he had a podcast called the indoor kids with emily um, his wife and they just played video games and one of the like I don't know if you guys ever listen to any of that but like I remember listening to the podcast where they're like listen we've got a chance to write a feature film script and we love this but we've decided we need to focus on what we actually want to achieve in this industry so we're going to go write scripts and since then it's been the big sick and the x-files and uh, Silicon Valley and um mm. Eternals, like they've gone from strength to strength since they, since they focused on what they want to do, and it. it Why well, did they, they they write the Eternals? No, no, but like in terms of Kamel's acting career and Emily's writing career, they've they've okay they've okay gone off in leaps and bounds yeah, since they you know yeah like even he was a recurring on Harmontown Dan Harmon's podcast, and he was so mm-hmm. fucking funny. Like I, I liked that Harmontown podcast. It had its ups and downs. Um, they went on tour at one point and that's an episode a night for 10 nights they just recorded every episode and you can tell that they just get drunk and start repeating themselves and it's like woof this is a bit rough but the Kamele era stuff he's just a fucking sniper he just sits there and then just says something fucking hilarious and his his uh, his character was badass his powers are badass mm. the thing where he asked Bright to distract the, the great deviant moment. so he can charge yeah and he got, and like movie. he lands underneath it he lands underneath it and bang and then just all the blood all over his face. <laughs> you so you know that moment where he basically is doing Hadouken, you know, getting that charging a fireball yeah. in that opening sequence. You know he's yeah. channeling Street Fighter. Like he's he's that guy. Yeah. Um I was a little bit like he just fucked off at the end. Yeah. He, <laughs> yes. Like, he just peaced out and said, You guys handle this, I'm going back to Bollywood. But okay. it makes yeah, sense I think for him. he figured that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. They, like, I'm siding with him, but I'm not going to fight you either. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was just yeah, weird to like, see not, one yeah, of the guys yeah. go, "I'm out," you know. But I, 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 I that's what I was going to say. It's like I like the kind of how this kind of group dynamic changed in terms of like some of them kind of like wanting to to you know follow through with the Celestia's plan, and then some of them kind of fighting against it, and then other ones being like, "Well, I love. I think we should follow through the plan, and like, and I love you guys enough not to fight you." Like it mm. was, it was like it was good dynamics, and it, it kind of like it was more realistic. I think. I want to just one cast member that I saw in the credits, and even looking at the on this bloody list of the cast, I'm like, I'm still not entirely clear who this was. Bill Skarsgård is in this movie. Deviant. He was. He was the. Deviant He's the talks. lead deviant. Crow, yeah. yeah. That's a waste of time for Bill Skarsgård, isn't it? Other than just <laughs> whatever money comes with being in the credits. Like, you can't tell it's him from the voice. He's clearly not in a costume. But what a waste of time. Um, other than he gets to say he's in Eternals. But, oof. Barry Keown. Yeah, but you never know. Uh, yeah, I like them. I... I, yeah, initially, initially, I didn't really, but you're not really meant to. Mm. But uh, but as the movie went on and stuff, loved him. Thought he was great. And even when when uh, at the end when 
Pip and Star Fox or Eros comes in and he's like, How are you lads? Or what's up, mm. lads? Or something. It's just like, ha, that's brilliant. <laughs> so funny. I think it's he, he an important moment as well as that, like what really kind of moves the film a bit is when they're disbanded and it's his it's his, you know, outburst is what prompts Ajax to disband them because mm. he's saying, I've had enough of this and it's his compassion, you know, we, you know, they want us to think that maybe he's, he's evil or he's behind this because he's got mind control powers. Yeah. But the truth is he's, he's tired of, of the suffering and yeah, I think he sells that help. moment. He said that that's the first time he kind of has kind of any major speaking lines other than like one or two lines yeah. of dialogue. And he sells that moment quite well. And then when he shows up in the Amazon, uh, he was great as well. Thought he was, I thought he was cool. Uh, and then his apparent relationship with Macari was fun. Uh, and Sprite yeah, I think was he, great. He, 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 Liam McHugh. Sorry, I'm bouncing too quickly. Uh, it, well, no, I was just going to say, I think, I was just going to say, uh, I hope like we see more of Druig and the rest of them and stuff like that. Like, but as you said, Aiden, yeah, you kind of, you want to see more of them, but uh, yeah, his whole thing of just being an Amazon with the people uh, was awesome. Like, it's kind of like, it makes sense that he goes somewhere that's like untouched by time, you know, it was a cool, it was mm. a cool kind of little thing. But yes, McCary. Oh no, you said Sprite, Sprite. Sprite. I, she, she just looked like the Romita drawings, like crazy yeah. proportions, big head, <laughs> little slender body. Um, played it great. Not much to say. Terrible Carried mistake. off the... Ter- well, no, I was going to say, it's a terrible, like, uh, well, like, her, her pining for Icarus the whole time is, like, sad. And the fact that she was basically sucking a child's body is brutal. Um, she, uh, she... And that's the thing, like, the, the wrong choice. That, the emotion of that should land harder. And it doesn't, unfortunately, because we don't really... We only know that because Kinko tells us. Um, it could have done mm. with that. That that should be a big moment because mm. yeah. she's been friends with Cersei all this time, but she loves Icarus. So even if even if she was able to, you know, rein in or control her jealousy, it's still there. It still exists. And when he dies at the end. It should land harder because the reason her, her entire reason for siding against them is because of her love for him. And yeah. she says herself, you know, that, you know, you remind me of all the things that or humans remind me of all the things that I didn't know I wanted. And rather than saying that at the end, we should see that a bit more earlier on. Mm. Not, not because, again, not because it detracted from me, but it should land harder than it does. I, th- I think they yeah, sell it. I just... think they sell it when when they say it. But those should be bigger emotional moments. They they should register a bit bigger because they mm. are big. And mm. yeah, it's not that they fell flat, but it's just they 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 should stick with you as an audience a bit more than they do. I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don Lee as Gilgamesh. That guy is. So likable, yeah. Like yeah, was, I, I just he, discovered him, and, him in Train to Busan, same. and there's just something about him that you just like him. Some woman behind me at the cinema very loudly 
said he looks too much like Wong and I just wanted to eject her from the cinema. She was just like, oh, this is stupid. He, he looks and sounds too much like Wong. I was like, shut the fuck up and get out. And yeah, never, right. never, never, you shouldn't be allowed outdoors. Just go away. Yeah, fuck her. Terrible. And she talked That's... throughout the entire movie and it was, ugh, it was so frustrating. She just, uh, yeah. It's so redundant. Like if she's if she's she'd a, kind she'd of she'd a running commentary on the whole film. Ugh, how do you? I would I would have just I don't know. Man, I can't do that stuff anymore. I have no patience. Um, I'd rather be in forty than have to listen to that. <laughs> but um, uh, Don Lee, Don Lee was was brilliant. He's uh, great. Really, really, really good. Like so sweet, and oh, I loved him. And um, but Jesus Christ, there was a moment where I think they were on the ship. And he put his hand out to hold uh, Tina's hand. And that guy's hand is like the bloody hulks. It's <laughs> huge. I can totally see why that guy was. Well, you said, Brian, he was a boxer before. I would yeah. be terrified. I'd be terrified if that man tried to shake my hand. Like, he's, I don't know if you saw his hands. They were just like, I've never seen hands look so bloody intimidating before, you know? Do you want another example Can't of say uh, my face blindness? Yeah. Um, so we're watching the credits and um, I see Bill Skarsgård's name and I'm like, where the fuck was Bill Skarsgård? And then we get the post credit scene and in walks Eros and I went, oh, there's Bill Skarsgård. Oh, fair. <laughs> and then I listen, <laughs> as, as the whole thing ended, somebody next to me got up and said, fucking Harry Styles. And I went, oh, it's Harry Styles. <laughs> I got that wrong. What's going on with my eyes, guys? Get your glasses sorted. Or just, you know, people just look the same. It's, it's like there's billions of people in the world. They can't all have, like, striking differences in their faces. Everybody looks the same. Don, Those two Donnie, could be the same person, epic, right? Epic as Gilgamesh. No. Epic as Gilgamesh. He was awesome. Really, really kind of sad arc uh, between himself and Tina. But I think he, he lived a good life. Just making his own beer and eating pies. <laughs> I am like I mentioned the the concept of everybody being reincarnated um there uh, but like as much as that is a possibility with these characters I really hope they don't like it's stakes matter in these things like yeah. if a character dies let them be dead yeah. problem is I I, don't think... I enjoyed Icarus would like to see more of him punching shit um I think he could be just uh, a, just good superheroic presence in the world I, I don't want, yeah. also I don't, this let 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 this be let this be proof that it's time to give cyclops his due on screen cyclops would be a cool character mm. laser eyes mm. are fucking cool and yeah true how they've made him suck through so many films is a waste of a great character Ugh. Yeah, like basically, just get like uh, a more. He's Captain, Captain America, America with laser eyes. With, yeah. He's Captain with America laser with laser eyes. Yeah, but, but he's a little bit more kind of like has a chip in his shoulder or something. Like Captain America is a little like he's he has a, he's he's Captain America so. with a dash of, with a but, dash of oh with the, has a bit of a chip in his shoulder. I don't think he does. I think rather than say chip on a shoulder, right. it's more uh, a part of a put upon minority group. You know, it's it's not that he has a chip on a shoulder; it's mm. that he's fighting for recognition as a minority group you know he's got a very specific and valid agenda have we been to everybody we've got fa- fastos as well 
No, we haven't. We have we have Fastos and Macari. Uh, Fastos was awesome. I really like Fastos, mm. and I if you haven't watched Atlanta is... yet, watch Atlanta. He's so good in Atlanta. Brian Terry Henry, He's a yeah. great actor. Watch yeah, I was Atlanta. gonna say his performance. His performance in this is probably one of the strongest in the movie. Yeah, I thought he was very very good. I thought he was really really good. Um. I guess there's aspects of this being review bond. Oh my god, he's Paperboy. He, yeah, I didn't, I didn't twig that. I'm gonna put that down to your very good playing this. Just, a, just a vastly different character than I've Have seen. Have you watched play. Atlanta, Kev? Yeah, I watched some episodes with you. Yeah, Atlanta's cool. You yeah, no, watch it. he's great. He's a great actor. I just like I mostly don't like. I do absorb people's names eventually, but like, there's a lot of me just watching things, going, "This is the character." And, you know, eventually the, I, they don't care about the actor or their fucking personal lives for the most part, you know? It, it does get absorbed over time, but, like, I will just watch Atlanta and I'm going, like, I don't know who anybody is in that show. You know, I know Donald Glover because I got there through Community and whatnot, and I, I learned Lakeith Steinfeld's name from everything else he's been in since, but I just haven't seen Brian Tyree Henry in anything other than Atlanta, so he's just in my head, he's Paperboy. Fastos, what's uh, cool. I really like the idea, and I liked how they kind of, they kind of had to like raid him in every now and then, be like, "These people are not ready for steam power and stuff." And then when he was sitting in uh, Hiroshima, wasn't it? And uh, he was just in tears. Oh my god! Like it's so so sad. Macari was great. Speed powers are great. Singer kick ass at super yeah, speed. Yeah, they did that really well. Awesome. Lauren Ridloff was awesome. She just very. Very charismatic. Just lights up the screen. So great. More of that. More of people talking with sign language in films. So this... And then there's Harish Patel, who was uh, Kingo's valet. Karun. He was funny. He's Karun, great. yeah. Crow was a dead end. Yeah, Crow sucked. That design, Jesus Christ. Just, what was it, that? Fucking iRobot bullshit. Yeah. I'm so done with it. It was definitely some John Romita done with it. thing, but I, I kind of it's touched not, on this it's idea not, It's not so much the like, design aesthetically, it's it's the execution and, and everything. It's just... Ugh. No more of that. Done with it. Mm. Do you think that this? I want to. I, I guess I'll have to start taking note of it. But this sort of visual effects decision around the monsters is something that gets landed on directors that don't do a lot of VFX work, and they're just a little bit like, "Yeah, that looks cool." No, I'm not blaming they directors. See the complexity and the flashiness. No, I, I, I don't. I don't blame the director. I blame the visual effects, like the whoever the, the concept artist or whoever the VFX supervisor is that thinks this is good and makes the case for it. I think it's directors that don't have, again, not blaming them, but like I know that there's people who, the Russo brothers would know enough to go, fuck that, you know, because they, they know the VFX a bit better, you know. I think it's just trusting the guy making your visual effects but not having the the... 
I don't think it's the, an experience the, thing. I think I think it's just that they they maybe put their focus elsewhere and they just trust them to yeah. do it, as opposed but to. That's it, you know. They they. But I, I think it's more that it's hands off, that, as, as opposed to trusting kind of, someone else's taste there. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's even their more. Film. I think it's even a bit more hands off. You know, it's not a case of them signing off on the thing. It's just that, like, I'm giving this to you, and you know, right? Um, because you know, it's it's always saw... such a rush to get these things finished. There's there's certain decisions you just got to actually say, you know what? I can't really. I can't really put my time and energy into this because I've got this, uh, yeah, I've got this scene is is a fucking nightmare or we've been shooting for 10 hours and we still haven't got this thing. So yeah, you're just going to have to fucking take care of that and you just got to let go of some decisions. It was such a dead end though, the, the, the deviant stuff, you know, like it Mm. didn't really even come to fucking anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I thought as he as he absorbed the Eternals' powers and became more and more human, I was wondering was it going to like end up that this was a was a corrupted Eternal that we were going to see, um, trying to like well, like in um, that Star Trek thing with Idris. Do you remember when, like, yeah, what was that that third one where like you realize that after absorbing all this shit that like he's a completely corrupted human and he's trying to revert to his initial state, um. Okay, well, uh, the post-credit scenes. Then I think we've we've got a lot of mileage out of this. Um, the Eros and Pip thing. Did you like that? Mm-hmm. It 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 seemed very. I don't know if these are falling flat for me because I have such. I had such an awareness for all of the post-credit scenes that were you know like here's Thor's hammer and here's Cap in the ice and here's you know that it led to that first generation stuff. Uh, seeing Eros walk onto that ship, I don't know what Eros opens up, so I I'm not excited for it. You know, I don't. I think know that's that why leads. I'm excited for it because I don't know what it leads to. The right. fact that they okay. they so explicitly said, yeah, this is Thanos's brother, and he he's an Eternal himself. So is Thanos in it? Like, what does that mean about Titan? Um, was everybody on Titan in, in Eternal, or was Titan ruled by Eternals? Um, it just it just it's expanding it's it's changing what we know about the established cinematic universe so I'm excited to see what that means yeah I mean like there was there was that concept art from way back with the Eternals next to those the Titan people is it brother in a sort of more broad sense I hope they do another pass on Pip he looked a little soft for my liking Looked like a cartoon in the world. Like Rocket looks like Rocket looks real. Pip yeah. doesn't. And then the last thing was uh, Richard Madden opening that sword box. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington opened up the box. That was interesting. Sorry, I think you find it's Jamie Dornan. If he comes into the Marvel universe, I'm fucked because I will not be able to tell <laughs> any of these people apart. I already think Jamie Dornan looks like Henry Cavill. I can see that. <clears throat> I think Jamie Dornan's career got absolutely fucked by the Fifty Shades of Grey thing. I think he was on a run after Siege of Yaddaville and The Fall and that getting tied into that three-film franchise of garbage. 
He'll be back. And uh, Wild Mountain Time. I'm hoping Belfast from Branna gets such critical. Uh, I hope it gets a critical success enough to sort of lean him back into things. I think he's. I think he's Henry Cavill pre-working out for Superman. We're not going to talk about Blade. So you think that voice at the end of that was Mahershala Ali? Uh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was Samuel L. Jackson. But that's because I have voice blindness. Yeah, so did that lady behind me and I wanted to slap her. <laughs> well, it's because we're used to Samuel L. It sounds nothing up. like him. Why wouldn't they show him if it was him? It sounded nothing like Samuel L. Jackson. He's got a very distinct voice. But it was daylight. Why would... Oh, no, he's a daywalker. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's Blade. You think it's Blade? It's Blade. It's one hundred percent British. Wasn't Blade British in the comics? Was Blade British in the comics? Pretty sure. I don't is think he's playing him British. It's becoming clear that we're wandering into the ver- the area of comics that I know Dick all about as we extended the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, not only did I think it was Blade, Zhao has confirmed it's Blade. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> it's Blade. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to see the Black Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna add some Black Knight comic stuff to my Morbius read. Is this sword connected to Thor: Love and Thunder? I, I have no notion how. Oh, okay. This is this right. this is the area of of comics that we're wandering into. I like. I do not know. What the hell this could be. Very well. Okay then. <laughs> All right. That's the Eternals. We waited two years additionally for it. Was it really two years? It's probably an is it an additional year. I will say, um the costumes look fine while they're standing still or kind of moving, but up close it just looks like they're wearing a rash vest with molded bits of plastic on it, and I didn't like it. Thing, the I was, I the, was the fabric think underneath that... the thing, like looks bad. When they're standing and posing from a distance, it looks good. Yeah. If that's still Ironhead, like they need to revisit some of this plastic stuff that they're getting too heavily reliant on. Um, like even I it really when I looks like cinema, a, I saw... a rash vest with. Yeah. He's got the blue rash vest. She's he, got the he... red rash vest. She's got the green one, and then just bits of rubber on it, and it just it didn't work. If it's up close, when we went work. into when I went into the cinema, I saw a poster for Shang Chi again, and I just remember I was thinking, how convenient is it that this style of shirt that seems to be something that they're issuing to a lot of people in this village just stops above the forearm where he has ten rings, you know? Um, and I, I know that's like a minor, minor thing, but like it would have been nice if it was just a little more naturally, like give him a shirt and either like tear that off, cut it off roll them up the sleeves or something just make them make it just look a little more naturally closed you know i don't know what my critique is there it has to be on a case-by-case basis there's space alien soldiers sent for them to be wearing something akin to a kind of space suity armor thing kind of makes sense but for shang chi which is just sort of local wear of a of a chinese style village i just thought it looked a bit odd that it's such a sort of fixed superhero-y kind of look I guess case by case is the way to go like uh, Hawkeye's stuff looks like a you know a jumpsuit 
Um, though I guess it's gotten less so by the time he was Nomad. So what's out next week? What are we talking about next week? Ronin. What? I said Ronin. You said Nomad. What? Oh, sorry. Nomad is Captain America when he went rogue. Apologies. Um, Ronin. Did did I do an out of 10 for this movie? I'm going 6 out of 10. Two thumbs up. One thumbs up. One or two thumbs up. Go see it. It's good. It's nowhere near as bad as people are saying. It's at least as good as Dune, depending on your taste for sci-fi. It is at Kevin? least as good as Dune. Yeah, I think like 8.5 out of 10. Like, I don't see any issues with it, really. Like, kind of, it's not perfect, but... It's not, it's no, it's, it's by no means as bad as Tor 2, even though Tor 2 isn't that bad upon revisiting it, but like, so I, I love it, like more of it. It's better than Guardians too. Yeah.